So I just drove about half an hour on a beautiful winding road from Boulder, Colorado to the mountain town of Netherland, which is where I am now. I'm in a parking lot, but surrounded by gorgeous scenery. There are snow-capped mountains in the background. The hills are green and covered in trees. People come from all around the area to go on a hike here or visit the brewery, which I hear great things about. But I'm here today to go to a carousel. It has such a beautiful backstory and sounds so unique that I really just wanted to see it for myself. And I'm planning today to meet the man who built it. Peeking through the doors, I can just barely see through the glass. A really beautiful carousel, and I think I see Scott waving to me. Hi. Good morning, Alex. Alex, Scott. Very nice, nice to meet you. you. This is Pat. Hi. So nice, nice to meet you, Pat. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. Um, yeah, I hope you don't mind. I'm already recording, but I can turn sure. off for a second and we can just chat a bit casually. Whatever you I'm Alex Maiasi, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, I ride the carousel of happiness and meet Scott Harrison, who spent 26 years hand-carving every horse, pheasant, and gorilla on the carousel. The story of the carousel's origins in the trenches of the Vietnam War, after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I was in high school in 1966, and um, I joined the Marine Corps just before I graduated, but I, I, I did graduate. At the time, the Vietnam War was underway, and Scott wanted to fight. But by the time his unit was sent to Vietnam, he turned against the war. He tried to work as an interpreter, but... When we got there, they didn't need interpreters. They needed just warm bodies to replace Marines who had been killed. So I just became a machine gunner. And Scott's unit, it saw intense combat. I went up to uh, Kantian. There was a a siege going on, and 
we were trying to hold on to the northernmost outpost of South Vietnam and were being shelled uh, from North Vietnam across the DMZ. In the midst of all the fighting, Scott still received care packages from home. And one day he received a really special one from his sister. My sister sent me a music box without a box, the music box mechanism. It was the little metal mechanical thing that makes the music. My sister and I were kind of soulmates, close in age, and uh, she knew that I could use that to uh, calm down and kind of like meditate without knowing what meditation was at the time. After firefights, Scott would pull the music box out of his pack. If you would wind it up, you couldn't really hear it a couple of steps away, but if you put it against your skull, it would reverberate, and you could hear it, but your neighbor couldn't. And then, as the music box played, Scott would imagine this one idyllic scene. With my eyes closed in a trench, I would dream of uh, being in a mountain meadow with a carousel just to get the war out of my head and replace it with the exact opposite. Um, uh, Kids running around, families, etc. This became a routine for Scott. But then, one day, he was wounded pretty bad. He was evacuated by helicopter, and his pack, including the music box, was left behind. After a stay in a hospital in Japan, Scott was discharged and returned to a military base in Southern California. When you got back from Vietnam, you were dealing with some mental health problems or the experience weighed on you and you were looking for for ways to deal with that. Is that right? Sure, sure. I would say mental health problems is a perfectly fine way to put it. PTSD. Um, I tried alcoholism. I tried drugs. And uh, they didn't take me very far from the problem, which was inside. Scott found that if he stayed active, that really helped. For a lot of people who have been through trauma, if they can keep themselves busy and their minds busy and their nose to the grindstone, um, they can distract themselves from their problems. So Scott went to college. And graduated with a degree in geography at the time. He built a boat. And then I just, uh, one day I just uh, took off. I went uh, just solo sailing in the Pacific. He volunteered at a human rights organization. And started a program uh, to work against torture and met my wife there. And then he and his wife, they moved to Netherland, Colorado, to start a family. This is where we wanted to raise kids. So we moved here in 83 and I built a house. And when Scott says he built a house, He means he built their home with his own hands. But um, somewhere in there, about 85, 86, after I I finished building the house, um, the job itself was kind of weighing on me a little bit. Scott was still doing the same job, working with victims of torture. And so I felt like I needed another distraction from that. And so I started, I thought about the carousel. It had been running around in my mind for years. And I just thought I would um, try my hand at carving 
a few animals. He went to the pile of scrap wood on his property, which was left over from building his house, and he just went for it. How did you start learning to carve? I think you were doing this back before there were YouTube videos teaching you how to do right. everything. <laughs> That's true. I just taught myself. We could look at different things. I carved a panda was one of the first ones, and it looks like it has fish scales. I, I used <laughs> a fish scale pattern, but nobody would know it because they look and they see a panda. It's painted like a panda bear. For years, like for actual decades, after he and his wife put their kids to bed, Scott would go out to the garage. He carved a rabbit, a cat with a saddle, the panda with the fish scales. He filled his garage with this menagerie of animals. All he needed now was a carousel. I took my daughter on a to a conference, a carousel. It was the National Carousel Association conference in Michigan. Just a way to see, well, what, what are carousels? Because I don't even remember riding a carousel as a kid. So I hear I had this vision, and yet... You had never been on one. I'd never been on one <laughs> that I could remember. Maybe I had as a little kid. This was in 1986. And while he was at the conference, Scott learned about this kind of folk art fad. Art collectors were buying beautiful old carousels, taking off the animals, and then selling them individually. Scott returned home and continued carving his animals. But a few months later, he got a call from a guy he'd met at the conference. He called me and said, well, I'm working with a woman who is, has just taken the animals off this carousel and it's going to the metal recyclers unless you call her pretty quickly. Scott and a buddy drove from Colorado to Utah to check it out. Well... I looked at it. It was pretty rotted. It had been hit by lightning. It had been in three fires. So uh, it wasn't in great shape, but the metal was in great shape. Actually opening a carousel had always been a pipe dream for Scott. But now it felt like it could really happen. So he started asking for help. His poker buddies, they became the board of directors. It was kind of a joke at first, but then it became real. They founded a nonprofit and named it the Carousel of Happiness. Then Scott, he went to a town council meeting. And the town really responded. A retired electrical engineering professor helped Scott get the carousel running and turning again. Someone offered a piece of land in the center of town at such a low price it was basically free. They received grants and donations. They erected a building and people volunteered to help with the plumbing and the electrical. And one by one, the menagerie of carved animals moved from Scott's garage to the carousel. On Memorial Day in 2010, the Carousel of Happiness opened for the first time. That vision that Scott Harrison had held in his mind in the trenches of Vietnam, it was now a reality. It was just great. It was thousands of people. We had a Native American prayer ceremony to bless the place, and we we had speeches from the mayor, that sort of thing, as you would have in a small town. It was great. It was, I was just overjoyed. For Scott and the staff, the carousel is part of a larger mission to spread happiness and healing. 
Scott works with veterans with PTSD, and every Memorial Day, the carousel hosts a kind of quiet ceremony for vets who find the regular carousel too loud or too much. Scott also carved a gorilla for the carousel that can hold a wheelchair, and he and the staff invite organizations and people who could really use some joy in their lives to come enjoy the carousel. People struggling with physical or mental challenges like Down syndrome or cancer. This altruistic mission, Scott says that was not something he planned from the start. I started out carving animals and looking for a carousel for my own selfish needs. And then when after many, you know, 25 years, 26 years of carving and, and putting it together, and it spoke to other people, and, and other people enjoyed it, then I was very pleasantly surprised. Please wait for the carousel to come to a complete stop for your safety before dismounting. Exit at the gate closest to the gift shop, and if you're riding again, come back and get in line. There's also a puppet theater and a viewing window upstairs. Um, so let's see, it looks like we have about maybe 10 riders, mostly kids. Let's see, does it look like we have someone on a lamb, is that in front of us? Uh, yes. His wings are, or his ears are wings. Ah. We have a, a rooster that has a pearl necklace. Um, and he is exactly opposite of a cow with horns. The Carousel of Happiness has been turning for more than a decade now, and thousands of riders have gotten on. And on that day, I became one of them. Good morning. Welcome to the Carousel of Happiness, the last day of June 2021. Everyone safely belted in? Yeah. Good. Let's wake up the animals. We are ready. Thank you so much to Scott Harrison and the entire staff of the Carousel of Happiness. You were incredible hosts. To anyone listening, if you are dealing with addiction or mental health challenges, there are people and resources who can help no matter where you are. In the United States, one resource is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. For support, you can call them at 1-800-273-TALK. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, John Delore, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Tracy Samuelson, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme is by Sam Tyndall. 
I'm Alex Mayasi, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 